Welcome to another episode of 100 Stories of Hope. I'm your host, Anne Buckland, and we are on a journey of discovery today to find out what hope means to people and to hear different stories of where hope has been epitomised and hope has really been tangible. Sometimes it's easy to hear the word, isn't it, without really thinking what does it mean. So it's quite nice to hear stories which which show it in action. So I'm joined today by Yitza, who is VP of Global Branding for Mercy Ships. Hi, Yitza, how are you? Hi, good morning. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thanks so much for making time to join join me. And um, and as you'll know, we're doing this this challenge as part of the Captain Tom 100 Challenge Weekend and to raise money for Mercy Ships UK. So it's quite nice to, lovely to speak to you about Mercy Ships and the work that it does. What does hope mean to you? Um, I think hope for me means um, that, there is, that there is a possibility for embetterment. Um, it's always looking for for um, the possibility that something can get better. And um, often when we think about that, we think about uh, challenges, especially in the realm of, of mercy ships, my work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm also very much driven by a hope to improve what we already have, what is not necessarily bad. So So something can be really good, but you can still hope for even improving that. And then you only have to think about, you know, relationship with your children or if you're married with your spouse or with family members or friends. So, um, and it's not always something that, that, that you really express as something, um, you know, very like, oh yeah, today it's going to improve my relationships. But some from time to time when you stop and think, it's kind of, oh yeah, how can I, how can I make that better? So I think hope for me covers those two things. Definitely, it is that anchor that 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 helps you to go on go on when you walk maybe through a valley of shadow. But it's also that that kind of thing, you know, that point on the horizon, which kind of shows you how you can make better what is already there and what is good. I like that. So it's a juxtaposition of something that absolutely grounds you but something that's carrying you on to something almost that is, is way beyond your reach, but it's that string that, that keeps you going. Correct. And, and so if I, if I would give an example of, of one of the things where a desperate situation can become better, and, and um, if you allow me, I, I use an example of mercy ships mm-hmm. um, where we provide surgical care for, for um, people in Africa that do not have access to it. Um, you know, this is this my first time to Africa for Mercy Ships doing a home visit after um, a person, uh, a patient came to the ship and was um, provided surgery by Mercy Ships. So we help a lot of uh, burn contractors that are um, limiting people in their availability to to live. And, and so here's this uh, little girl, Gamai, and, and see, unfortunately, at the age of five, uh, still an op- a lot of open fires where people build their food and and so hot water fell over her hand and part of her body and so she could not use her hand for uh, in the way that it should be in, in, in the way it was meant to be mm-hmm. and so um, I think what really struck me from that home visit was obviously to see the, the improvement if you look at before afters but what really struck me was the mom of Kamai it was wonderful to see the kid um, playing again in a, in a new and different way. 
but to see the mom and talk to the mom because we had a kind of an interview and chat and talk to her and then the way that she felt that there was always uh, an opportunity to love every day with her kid with her daughter despite the limitation but then always hoping for an opportunity that would help her daughter to live a more normal life, which eventually came when the ship came to her country. Um, and, and I was just like, wow, there's this, there's this parent of a child always hoping for a possible embetterment of the situation that her child lives today. And, uh, and you can say it's very easy. That's probably something that all parents have, mm-hmm. um, which is probably true. But but at the at the moment you can lose that hope and to see it's still um, so strong uh, in this mother for me was like wow this is this is uh, she didn't give up she lived every day with her daughter as a normal day but kind of inside of her she always hoped for this possibility that the life of her daughter would be more normal again which then eventually arrived and so. Um, I can I can still see. We actually revisited uh, Gamay uh, earlier this year, oh, nice. and it was just fantastic to see how a smile in an eye can change when you compare it with the first time that I saw her, and then almost uh, two years later now, mm-hmm. uh, seeing seeing this, this 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 young little creature again uh, with so much difference in the way that she looks into her world. It's just that's tangible hope. That is that is hope became tangible in the life of a person, which is very very powerful. So and and just explain to to people who might not be so aware. So when Gamai was was burnt, what kind of abilities did she have? How, well, how was she limited and what she could do? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. So basically, what happened is one of her arms. Um, was burned, so especially here in the um, uh, in, in in the ang- angle uh, angle of the elbow, so she could not move her arm anymore. And so what our surgeons did was they released that so that she could arm again uh, in a normal way. Um, and so that's because after a burn contracture, the um, the skin becomes very um, hard and cannot uh, yeah does not allow your your um, uh, your your fun- your normal functioning of in this case the arm, and mm-hmm. so you can repair that. You can uh, do an intervention by which that became possible again. That's amazing. That's amazing, and it, it, that story just shows that, particularly in a mother's hope. And as you all know, I'm quite a new mother myself, and it has been just completely. I had friends who told me it would be like this, but until you feel it, nothing compares, does it, to the love that you feel for that that creature that's so dependent on you. But the mother, Gamay's mum, just being anchored in the present. So she was absolutely present with her daughter and felt love for her, whatever her daughter was able to do. But that constant striving hope that's kind of yeah. thinking my daughter could have a better life if we could access this surgery. And that's, that's incredible. And yeah, to, to think about tangible hope as well. Some, sometimes, particularly as we are looking at emerging from lockdown again, particularly in the UK, a lot of people talk about hope, but sometimes hope can become, lose its meaning because we lose the tangibility of it. Um, whereas when yeah. you see hope returned, 
then that's amazing. And what what was the difference in the the kind of hopefulness of Gamai's mother when you returned to her this year? Um, well, I, I would say that um, again, what I, what the the um, what I remember from the mother, what the way that she spoke, because after when I met her, Gamai already had her operation, but when we spoke to her. Um, I think, um, again, what struck me was her, her hope for the future that a possible embetterment would be possible, but she still loved her child so much. And again, you can say this is normal, but it's, you know, a bit of a special need child. It can be very, very, um, yeah, enduring. And, mm-hmm. and so this mom was full of, um, full of, uh, kind of energy and love for her child. But then when the opportunity was there, she embraced it with two hands. And so I, I, I can actually, this time I didn't see so much the mom or it, uh, when, when, when I saw the, the footage from the team, I didn't see so much the, the mom, but I really saw her. So as I said before, it's like really this, this kind of, of hope in her eyes, this, this like really deep pleasure. Whereas the first time, um, when when so you came to the ship and um, you know we have to um, do a screening to see what is possible and how we could help her, there's a lot of fear. Um, um, some people never saw an an, an hospital standalone a hospital on a ship uh, with people that they that, that came in for a while, uh, ten months, not something that is established in a country. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this kind of of like what what is this really going to help me? And so she was still overflowing from, from joy that, yes, it did help her. And, and you can see it in her eyes. There's no words to describe what a joy uh, there was in, in, in the eyes of, of this wonderful little uh, human being. So it's just, yeah, I think that's, that's what really struck me. Uh, and that is something what we, we see quite a lot. And that is, I think, why uh, if, you, if, you, if you think about a one-liner as an organization, which is bringing hope and healing, uh, it is that it is that hope that become it's revived in the life of a person. It's not just that they can use their arms again, or that maybe even life-threatening uh, tumors are being removed. It is really that they are part of their society again, of their of their of their community, of their city, and they can. You know, we we often say that it's not just the finish line. That operation for Gamar was not the finish line. It's really the starting point for her to live a normal life, a life without limitations, because it could be helped. It could, there, was a, there was a solution for it, it was just not available at a certain moment. So um, I think that's where, um, yeah, that really struck me is her joy in, 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 in looking forward. And, and um, yeah, it was really, really, really impressive. That's brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining me.